Welcome to the Dynasty Happy Hour Podcast. Pull up a chair and kick up your feet as you get ready to enjoy some of the industry's most entertaining and actionable Dynasty content on the planet. We're talking veterans, rookies, sleepers, and oh yeah, you know the crew has those dad jokes ready for you. So let's not wait any longer and bring on the host or some combination of Doug, James, and Tyler. Welcome back to another episode of the Dynasty Happy Hour. We are brought to you by Fantasy Points. Use code DHH22 to get 10% off your Fantasy Points prescription. And hit that like and subscribe button on YouTube to join us live every Sunday at 9, 8 central. But tonight, we're a little early. We don't have Doug in the building. It's just Tyler and I. We're sitting there texting each other back and forth we're like, hey, why don't we just put this on the pod and roll with it? wrap it in a bow and kiss this one goodbye. hundred percent. I mean, game of Thrones is on. Uh, we were just talking off air about how season eight, Doug and I, uh, would just be kind of not thinking about football after the show. We would record after just the show jaw dropped. Oh. Yeah. So we just sit there wondering, uh, like, okay, what should I talk about football? But all we could think about is what just happened. The night King just got murdered. Like all that stuff. So uh James wants to watch it with his wife live. So I'm like, you know what? Let's let's do it. Let's get it done. And uh, you know, it's it's gonna be a fun award show. We're gonna give some awards, we'll give some dynasty value plummets, some dynasty value risers, but we got a little bit of news first. Yeah, uh, just a little bit. And this news, oh, I've been waiting for this, Tyler, because Doug stole the show with this ad last week. Our new sponsor is manscaped all right and instead of reading off something about manscaped you know because you can go out to manscaped.com and find out all your information let me share with you my experience with manscaped oh, i've God. always done grooming the I've red always, wedding i've always <laughs> we're going no, 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 it's not like that <laughs> we're going game of thrones the best part is manscaped avoids the red wedding Dude, yeah <laughs> If you're using a tomahawk to shave your unders. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, but I'm a, I was really excited about the, the crop preserver. This, now, if you buy this, this big pack, this men's grooming pack, it comes with the lawnmower 4.0, comes with the weed whacker, which my nose already is thanking me. It works um, so good for allergies. Honest to God, if you have allergies, use the weed whacker because all that allergen stuff that gets stuck in your nose hairs it's avoidable by just using this tiny tool. It just clears it right out. I have horrible allergies, but and they're this bad right crop now, preserver that nice. they give you—it's like a, a ball deodorant. So Love it's it. It, it goes on like lotion. I'll tell you what, man. My kid goes to sleep. I walk around the house and naked. All right. My wife is like, "What is going on?" I was like, "I feel manscaped." I love I love the crop preserver because. Like after mowing lawn and stuff, you don't want to, you don't want that smell. Yeah. Like no. this just traps it and just you're good to go the whole day. So I would recommend doing it. And I wish they get, had this stuff out there like 10, 15 years ago when I was a bachelor, huh? Yeah. <laughs> it <laughs> might have helped. It definitely might have helped for both of us. Yeah. I mean, in, instead of like baby powder and uh, brute, brute cologne, brute. Yeah. borrowing it from your dad. Yeah. 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 Exactly. <laughs> but <laughs> but yeah, let's get into some news. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Check out Manscaped. See, yeah. I wasn't reading it. Check out Manscaped and use code DHH for 20% off at checkout. That's 20% off. Do yourself a favor. Do your balls a favor. Go check them out at manscaped.com. Your balls thank you. <laughs> your balls will definitely thank you your nose and, and your significant other probably as well 100 percent. um someone that is thanking tom brady this week todd bowles said that tom brady will return to the team early this week we're looking at tomorrow which is monday i believe the 22nd um this is what tom brady said you know this is this isn't really a surprise to me as far as him coming back, I mean, he needed to have some kind of time with the team. He told the team first or last week in August that he was going to come back. And, you know, he's maybe hopefully true to his word. We're really concerned about the fantasy position on it, because as well as Blaine Gabbert played, I don't I'm not interested in Blaine Gabbert being the starting quarterback for Tampa. Tyler. 
No, I mean, Kyle Trask, look, he's he's taking steps forward, but he's got a ways to go to be the quarterback of the future. If this team didn't have Tom Brady, they might even be worse than Atlanta, to be honest. But that's that's saying a lot. I think they'd be around Carolina and Atlanta, and the Saints would have ran, ran away with this division. So the Saints are probably thinking, hmm, Tom, maybe you should step away a little longer, <laughs> take some more time. But no, it's if you have Chris Godwin, anybody like that, Mike Evans, you are very happy that he's coming back, uh, avoiding the Reddit rumors that all were we're going around about, you know, the mass singer, but that was actually shot down by Benjamin Albright, who I trust as a source. And he said, you know, it's not true. It was just a personal matter. Like let yeah. the guy breathe. My friend, Real. my friend at work is a huge Patriots fan. He said, you know, Brady's mom has cancer. It could have been, you know, something going on there. Oh, so yeah. it was definitely a personal matter. I hope everything's good to go. And it's uh, it's kind of good to get that out of the way. All right, so let's get back on the right foot because someone just got off the wrong foot. Speaking of Matt Coral. Coral! 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 Coral's not going to do anything this year. Uh, Suffered a Liz Frank injury, most likely out for the season, uh, seen in a walking boot after Friday night's game. And, you know, this is kind of sad because we knew that Coral had some, I don't know, possibility of taking over that quarterback situation I, I eventually he looked like the worst quarterback this preseason out of really? this rookie out of this rookie crop. out of the rookie I class <laughs> howell howell looks like he could be the third best right now mm. and it's actually coral or howell could be up there with the top like uh, we're, we'll mention the top during our whole entire values and stuff but man howell looks very good and looks like a steal in the fifth round james i love I know, it yeah, i love it i i he was my i love how i call two. it yes he's my quarterback too in this class that uh, Pickett and and willis were up there too but man it i i had a hot take at the beginning of the year and i said what if this quarterback class is better than last year's quarterback class like it's not out of the range it's of it's not out of the range I get, I get last year's class had a ton of top tier prospects and and very early draft picks but sometimes the NFL gets it wrong. What if they were wrong about this class? Because to me right now, every quarterback besides Coral. Maybe Davis looks, Mills. Looks Maybe Davis different. Mills was Dave, a surprise. And I think that's yeah. the same thing, you know, when we go into Sam Howell. He is the surprise, you know, that late round surprise that it's going to turn people's heads when they actually get a chance to play. Because he is in my opinion, he was more NFL ready than yeah. some of the other quarterbacks. Four-year starter. It, it made no sense, the fifth-round thing. Even Daniel Jeremiah, when him and Bucky Brooks us in their pod, he is still confused. He asked people, and they have no idea how Howell fell to the fifth round. They were wondering if it was something with off the field, but they have no idea. Like They, they, say, they are saying like they have no idea how Willis dropped, Howell, or Ritter. And sometimes, you know what? It's just how the draft goes. Like that, yeah. th they faded quarterbacks. A lot of teams figured it out early. That was the main issues. A lot of teams were like, okay, we're going to trade for this quarterback. We're going to move for this quarterback. We think we can progress with a veteran instead of a rookie. That's the, that was the main issue with this year's class. And yeah, I, I think a lot of these quarterbacks are going to be values, which I'm not going to spoil anything for the, the main show. Yeah, no. Um, Moving right along, NFL Network's Mike Giardi reports that Patriots wide receiver Tyquan Thornton has a collar, broken collarbone, is expected to be out around eight weeks. That hurts a little bit because we were hoping he would gain some value early For on. For him, a lot of it, I bet. <laughs> <laughs> and we, and he also, it's also going to hurt Mac Jones because we were hoping that Mac Jones yeah. would come out strong, take that next step bright and early in his second year as quarterback for the patriots and unfortunately we're gonna have to play the waiting game a little bit on taekwon thornton and who knows i mean Devonte parker i guess that's that's probably the best guess and this offense could just be trash like this offense mm -hmm. could be something to avoid when you got matt patricia holding oh, the reins boy. for this offense oh, yeah boy. that's that's not a good story <laughs> hopefully taekwon thornton can get healthy because man he needs to hit the weight room right away when you're landing on the ground and you're just skin and bones one's bound to break so uh, like i said before get that man a sandwich get he him a sandwich my weight he can some have some beans my weight or something he's in bean town right something i don't know 
Patriots Bean Town. Well, yeah. what is what is okay without I Doug here? I thought Boston was Bean Town. Let's let's take a guess. What is what is Mass known for for food? Oh, clam chowder, right? Oh, okay, New England clam chowder. That's got some fatty substance. Oh I mean, yeah, cream. potatoes, yeah, cream. cream. Oh, yeah. that will that will definitely give him some weight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess like cod. They eat like a lot of codfish up there or something. Cod, cod's good fish. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's Boston really baked fish. fish. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's get into this whole entire uh, meat potatoes per se of the episode. If we we're talking about food. Yeah. All right. We're going to, we're going to do like awards. Uh, I got, we're going to do MVP. I'm going to save that for last offensive sure. player of the year, let's... offensive rookie of the year, comeback. And then I asked these guys, Doug, we got his stuff too. Dynasty value risers and dynasty value plummets in the season. I so think at the that's end of the year, start off too. Yep. You know, yep. I, I'm I'm guessing the value rise, value plummets, then risers, comeback, rookie of the year, player of the year, MVP, and then at the end, uh, I kind of want to give the biggest in season buy. So say, oh my god, week Doug before. and I have Matt. I'm reading the 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 show sheet where Doug wrote in some of his stuff and. I, I mean, it must be pillow talk between me and me and Doug because wow, not shocking! Oh my <laughs> goodness! I, but, I mean, I have these not guys. Mine, I'm not sure. Yeah, mine with you guys. So there could be a yeah. really good chance we're all on. We're the same all page. on the same boat. <laughs> hey, I mean, hey, if 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 we're all on the same page, you know that that may, that would make a lot of sense. But before we get into it, you know, we're giving out some awards. If you want to give your fantasy league an award. Upgrade your fantasy league today to Trophy Smack. Fantasy football, hockey, basketball, baseball, soccer, you name it, they can do it 100% completely customizable. Trophy Smack has the right trophy for your occasion. Use code DHHRING and get a free $60 championship ring with the purchase of a trophy or belt. They also have the stuff for losers of your league, toilet bowls, uh, Toilet bowl covers, I, I think it is, you know, some Trump have- things, all, all kinds of stuff. Once again, use that code DHH ring for that free ring at checkout. So, all right, Tyler. Do they have, do they have anything for uh, Michael Thomas awards? Because I just got an alert. He is out for the preseason due to a hamstring. Another no. lower body injury. Michael Thomas, you know, all the no hype's coming way. back. People are buying back in. He's got a hamstring injury, and you know what? I just all started buying body, back in. Yeah, all these lower body injuries are coming in. I I sold Michael Thomas to upgrade at a position not long ago, uh, actually as a part of a Kyle Pitts trade. So I I am out on Michael Thomas. You fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, strike three. <laughs> Man, people are just dropping like flies in the preseason, dude. Not good, Bob. Not yeah, good. Yeah, Clue Herbert, all. thank God, avoided a major injury. So, all right. So, what are we starting news. out with first? The dynasty value risers, the plummets. Let's start with the, the plummets. plummets. Let's bad oh, news. Oh, let's do it. Bad news bears. All right, let's get into it. All right. Do you want me to start? I'll do my quarterback. Yeah, sure. Uh, my quarterback plummet is Joe Burrow. Right now, a DLF. He's quarterback four. Now, I like Burrow. I like this offense. My issue is he he's still, you know, he had appendicitis. That takes a little bit of time to recover. You've got to get healthy. You've got to get your body right again. I worry he's going to start off slow. Now, if he starts off slow, I think he could be around uh, the Matt Stafford range by next year. I would not be shocked if he's quarterback 9, 10. Like, I don't think the plummet's going to be huge, but I think he would be a lower-end quarterback than he is a higher-end. I think a lot of these guys like Trey Lance, Fields even, I think, has an outside shot of of having some major upside. Trevor Lawrence as well. But there are a lot of younger quarterbacks that are just, you know, licking their chops to get back into that top 10. And Burrow, I think, will just be right at the fringe of it by next year. That's my my guess. So my dynasty plummet is actually Joe Burrow. Hmm. And that's not bad. And Doug and I actually have the same quarterback. Oh, and it's cute. Justin Fields. Yeah. I, I mean. Who knows? Uh, this offense isn't really that good. Their offensive line is really showing bad. some bad things happening. And um, it seems like they wanted to try to get him some help as a secondary receiving option, but it didn't really happen. And I don't want to spoil the broth for uh, one of my actual dynasty value risers, 
But Fields will show some nice things against teams with bad offenses this year. But that O-line is straight a problem for Chicago. He's going, uh, I believe, QB 13 and startup ADP right now. Superflex ADP. I'm a little nervous, man. And the guys that are on uh, above him right now, Trevor Lawrence, Matthew Stafford, Trey Lance. I mean, I see some of these guys going up and I just see Justin Fields just going down, especially with players like Tua, Aaron Rodgers, Kirk Cousins, Derek Carr right behind him in ADP. So I I have a feeling, especially Kirk Cousins, I I have a really good feeling that the Minnesota Vikings are going to put up some really good passing numbers this year. He swore at he swore at practice. Kirk Cousins never swears. Oh, he's fired up. He's definitely fired up Kirk Cousins because, man, that guy never swears. And he he dropped an F-bomb during uh, joint practice with the 49ers. You like that with an F-bomb. Yeah. Now, I like that, but uh, I like the grip, man. I've got a sneaky feeling that Fields is going to shock. It's honestly for Fields, it's more of give you. I I have a feeling I know your buy in this offense. So there's a there's a couple of players on this offense that I think are going to just get fed with targets. But well, this offensive get, line is going to grow. Yeah, yeah. I, I it's it's just sucks because you see these young quarterbacks. It happened to Trevor Lawrence last year. Yeah, he's a rookie. He comes in. There's nothing really good about that team. There really isn't. And it's the same thing with Justin Fields. Now, yeah, they have some weapons on the field, but it's just not the same as some of these other quarterback situation. A great transition to my running back is uh, Trevor Lawrence got a weapon back, and that's Travis Etienne. He is my value plummet. Travis Etienne's running back 13 right now. Borderline RB1. Now. I it's like Etienne, high. but Jeff Bell, God, that man on Twitter really knows how to stir things up. He posted, <laughs> what if Travis Etienne is Miles Sanders for Doug Peterson? And huh. honest to God, like that could be a thing. Travis Etienne could actually be a third down back instead. And James Robinson is Miles Sanders. But Etienne's not getting a workhorse role, which is fine. He shouldn't. But if this offense struggles the least bit the third down back might not be as valuable or the first and second down back i like at the end as a talent i had the injury has me a little worried about future injuries because there is a, po- a good possibility for re-injury for this the the jones fracture a lot of times they got to uh got to get a screw back in it's a, it's a long recovery for this injury, screw so. loose. I, I mean I, wait, hold on. Derrick Henry had the Jones fracture. I think Liz Frank was for Etienne, which is still a very difficult injury to come back from. I'm dealing with uh, a heel and uh, arc type foot injury that just never heals. It, it sucks. You got to put a lot of work into it, a lot of effort. So uh, Travis Etienne, at R- RB13, though, I feel like it's a little spicy for, Et- for Etienne. For me, I feel like he belongs in the RB18 ish range. At the moment, I think his ADP is going a little too high. Hmm. All right. Let's see. Doug has Antonio Gibson, which is an obvious <laughs> I mean, faller. Yeah. Uh, wow, thanks, Doug. Doug. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Wow. I can already understand who Doug's riser is going to be. Antonio Gibson has fallen off the faiths of the starting roster. Apparently, we see him in preseason taking on the punt, punt team. team. Uh, I, when I did see him in, he's in there with the second, third string offense. Oh, it's not trying good. to catch some passes out of the backfield because McKissick's taking a break. Uh, it, it doesn't look good, and and the fall is real, but it's already happened. Yeah, yeah, I, and and that's that's the sad part. Like, if you didn't react to the fact that they picked up Brian Robinson, an Alabama running back, back in April, and reports from camp saying Brian Robinson was doing well. He's surprising Antonio Gibson slow having ball control problems, et cetera, et cetera. Guess what? He's going to be in Ron Rivera's doghouse. You know what upsets me about this? Doug and I and trade addict seven, our team that we own. I've tried telling him we should trade Antonio Gibson after right after the draft. I said, we should try to get a younger running back or something like that. And you know what? He didn't listen. He thought, Hmm, you know, maybe we should hang on to him. Yeah. Doug, the fact that you have him as a faller 
Shame on you. (laughs) (laughs) All right. And mine, my faller is, believe it or not, I'm looking into the crystal ball for this one. Alvin Kamara. Now he's, he's running back 12 startup ADP. Uh, We we see a lot more pass catchers on this offense than a year ago. It's not going to be throw it to Kamara and hope he, he catches it and does something with it. They have Landry. They have Olave. They have, Michael Thomas, even though I just found out that he's injured, he's still going to be around. And I think they want to throw the ball deeper and move down the field. They're going to have to to compete with Tom Brady and the and the Tampa Bay Bucks. He's already 27 years old, so right there, big age cliff. Next year, he will be 28. And we have this Pro Bowl bullshit hanging over that will probably carry out to 2023. He'll be 28 with, with problems, probably a suspension. Yeah. And we've already seen his ADP slowly start to drop with the news from that. So if it's it's if you haven't gotten rid of him yet, it's time to get rid of him now. Um, he's still worth an early 23 first. So if you can get that, right, check out Dynasty Trade Calculator. Um, maybe just a little under the early first. But a mid first, I, I would take a mid first for Alvin Kamara. Yeah, I mean, if you can. But for me. If you're in title contention, I almost feel like Kamara's a buy. Like, oh yeah, it, you, well, you've, got, you've got, you've got, yeah, you've got to, yeah. you've got to suck it up, and you got to realize that he's suspended for four or six games next year, maybe even just two. But he's going to get suspended next year. It's going to happen. You're going to ride him to the title next year. You got how many years worth of league fees if you win? That alone is worth it, but yeah, you, next year, you, like I agree, you're gonna have to deal with the value plummet because once he hits that value plummet, it's gonna be difficult for him to rise as a 28 year old running back, a pass catcher. Uh, yeah, it, it all depends on what this offense actually does with Jameis and all that. So there's a lot hinging on his value. Mm-hmm. All right, moving on to falling wide receivers plummeting. From preseason, I'll kick this one off. And Doug and I, once again, uh, pillow talk between Doug and I. It's Traylon Burks, man. Currently wide receiver 24, 47th overall in startup ADP. Man, if you drank the Kool-Aid too early on Traylon Burks, I understand the talent that we saw him in college, but sometimes that talent does not translate to the NFL. We're seeing separation issues. We're seeing him play into the fourth quarter of preseason games when all the other first team offense is sitting on the bench. He's a first rounder. He shouldn't have to do that. It's a run first offense. Too many question marks surrounding Traylon Burks with his breathing. With, uh, and I think he will be much cheaper come midseason, end of season. But I'm not buying right now. I, I think his value is going to plummet. I bought from Doug this past week. Really? <laughs> We're in a league together, and I bought taking Traylon a shot, Burks. hedging on Burks. I I got him for a value. It's an IDP league. I had to give up Brian Burns, which you know, if you play IDP, you know, is a stud defensive end. But I, you know, I gave up Ridley and and Tony for Burks. I I'm not a Tony guy. I think Wondell is going to be the guy there. Uh, Kelvin Ridley, who knows what the hell is going to happen after him? Hmm. Uh, but yeah, Burks for me. I see him doing well in practices. I, I see tape of him doing very good. Separation is not a problem in practice. And and everybody loves him. But yet when preseason, I, I think it's a Vrabel thing. Vrabel's a very tough-nosed coach. He's a guy that I think is still bitter about the A.J. Brown situation. And he kind of sees Burke as the Cinderella. That's, that's my issue. I mean, more like prima donna. Like he was put up on this pedestal similar to what Jerry Judy was and Jalen Rager, these first round wide receivers, you know, everybody was all in Their Their marks were great in college. And then they get to the NFL and realize, well, wait, I'm on a run first offense. I do have other competition, just not huge competition. Like when they drafted him, I mean, they drafted him the same night they gave away AJ Brown and everybody's like, Oh yeah, he's the next AJ Brown. Well, we don't know that yet. We don't see that yet. And he has all this extra pressure on him i i believe that robert woods is the number one wide receiver oh, yeah. in this offense and by a long shot right now uh as far as consistency i would i would rather have robert woods over Traylon burks 
Yeah, and, and the whole entire Kyle Phillips stuff. I, I I get he's a fun player to like, you know, he's the gritty guy. I heard on a podcast that uh, uh, Daniel Jeremiah won that. He, I agree with him. If he turns out to be Hunter, Hunter Renfro, the Titans got lucky. Like, that's mm-hmm. his upside is Hunter Renfro. If he turns into a lower-end type guy, that's even good, too. But they don't see anything special from him. But Traylon Burks, I think, will be fine. But I agree, the value will dip uh, even more. Yeah. I mean, he was a first-round rookie pick. What if this is like a Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson type thing? That that would be fine. I mean, if you're buying right now for a second. Oh, I bought Jefferson cheap. As I mean, I would buy Burks right now for a second because everybody is down on him. Yeah, Yeah. and you probably could. And if that's the case, then okay, I'll take my shot and give you a 23-second. Sure, I don't care. Now's the time uh, to strike if you're going to do it. Yeah, yeah, but I don't really have the faith that I had with him before pre-combine, you know, so I would say, I'd say if you, you got to stick to what you believe in the tape, I had a little worries, but man, his athleticism is through the roof in this team, the way they use their players, I feel we'll figure it out with him. And, and he seems to be working his tail off. Still, I don't think it's a, it's a work ethic issue. I think it's more of a, we need to figure out how hard that. And just like, I think he's having problems with the playbook as well. I think I think it's the the team, like the team's harder on him than. than he's not creating should, separation though. I don't I don't care how hard the team is on him. If he's not correct creating separation and beating out third string cornerbacks, I saw a lot of a separation problem. on some videos though. That's my thing is I see a lot of separation on videos uh, during I mean, training camp, just not in the game. It does it's not translating yeah. to the game, and that's why yeah. I think they're keeping him in there to get him. NFL ready, could, yeah, I suppose that could be it. But that's definitely going to be. That's why I can't wait for the season because it's going to be interesting with a lot of these rookies on how they're used. And it it turned out that Drake London is the safest one. <laughs> like, and we saw him yes once and, and no he until nice he got injured. And, and you know, yeah. there's some it's a, it's other a non-issue we could have about that. All right, um, my, who do you have for tight end? I, I need my receiver, receiver. Uh, Debo oh, yeah. Samuel. Well, he's wide receiver five for ADP. Uh, okay, man. He's not going to repeat. That season was great. That I think that's the 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 tip of the mountain. There's nothing but down. He's going to be 27. Yeah, the, for me, this is an easy like caution red flag. Like I'm not buying at wide receiver five prices. No one Debo, is. That's the problem. Yeah, he's a fun player, and, and if you have him, like you said, you're not going to be able to sell him. But if the in season he has a couple big games. Strike while the iron's hot. Get a younger receiver and then and then a pick. Do that. Tear down a little bit. Tear down from Debo. Get uh, say Drake London is off to a give poor me, start. Give me or, Sky Moore. Give me Sky Moore in a second. For yeah, you could probably get Sky. Honestly, if Sky Moore doesn't sky in a first, hot, Sky in a first. Like that's what you got to do in season. Debo's the perfect guy in season because he's gonna have a big week, and that's when you strike because his value will not get any higher. Wide receiver five. Yeah, I see a clear plummet. I think Ayuk is going to start off hot as well. Kittle is finally looks healthy and seems like he's you know having a really good offseason with his health. And Trey Lance, he's going to take away some running as well. But man, this Debo is the clear cut value drop. And for tight end, real this is fast easy for me. <laughs> uh, Doug has Darren Waller. That was and. That was a close I one thought about me. Waller. I thought about naming Waller, but uh, apparently I rolled off the pillow just in time not to get the same one as Doug. Did Doug you roll over and look at me? I, uh, I went Dalton I have, Schultz. Nope. I have Mike Kosicki. Oh, all right. Okay. So we all didn't match. All three of us didn't have a, a match. Uh, I'll go over Mike Kosicki first if you'd like. Uh, tight end 13 as of right now. The Miami Dolphins have hit a different style of offense. Kosicki's been asked. It looks good, to, though a lot more blocking than receiving. He says that he's putting in extra time during the preseason games. They have two main targets in this offense already with Hill and Waddle. I don't see Gasicki doing enough in his last year before he's a free agent to gain value. I actually see him plummeting, not really fantasy friendly, not catching the ball. He was relied on last year and the year before. That's why his, his, fantasy value was up so high and i think his value will be dirt cheap if you want to acquire him right before the end of the season 
Um, before he becomes you know, a free agent, that's right great. before he that's becomes a, great, a free agent. Yeah, uh, I would I would love to do that and gamble on the landing spot because we know that he is capable of being a pass catching tight end. Yeah, it's just that he won't guy. be used that this way. In, uh, he's, in he's, this he's Evan he's Evan Ingram that can catch. That's that's right. who it is. Pretty much. And, and I mean, they've already come out saying that this offense, they're not going to utilize him like they did last year. They want a tight end that blocks. McDaniel's used or McDaniel used Kittle. Kittle's a great blocker, one of the best. That's the reason why Kittle never left the field, and he was actually able to get those catches. Gasecki is a big slot. They don't need him to play that role anymore, and that's an issue. So, yeah, it, for me, that's a really good answer. Minus Dalton Schultz at tight end six. Where else is he going to go? He's going to be free agent as well. They're not resigning him. He's an average player. He's Austin Hooper type player for me. He just ran into a bunch of targets and he's going to this year too. So for me, if I can trade him in season for a guy like TJ Hawkinson plus, cause Hawkinson was close to being my plummet, but I feel like yeah, Hawkinson's uh-huh. a better athlete as well. But Hawkinson I think, was actually I think tight Hawkinson, end seven. Yeah. And so Hawkinson, Hawkinson can, was, can move up a little bit. We saw he was injured yeah. last year. The offense seems to be clicking a little bit better this year. Stronger offensive line. We're going to be surprised a little bit out of this Detroit Lions back uh, uh, offense this year, and and that'll do some wonders. Darren Waller, on the other hand, Doug, I'm sorry, Darren Waller took his plummet last year. Yeah, all right, his plummet got injured. It's already happened. I think he actually turns around and is actually kind of a buy right now. If we look at the coaching system and how they use the tight end in New England. I, I think it's pretty safe to say that Darren Waller is going to be somewhat of a Gronkowski type utilization role. Would you disagree with that? Yeah. I mean, the, the offense is very tight and heavy uh, happy. They got uh Moreau who a lot of people like, why not use the system? Like uh, back when they had Gronk and Hernandez, I mean, yeah. Waller can play the Hernandez role and more, more, whatever his name is was Moreau. Yeah. Foster, Foster Moreau. Moreau. He yeah. can, he can play the Gronk role. I mean, they're, they're very similar players. Moreau came out, you know, when he got drafted out of LSU and he said, you know, he stylized his game after Gronk. He, he's a very good leader. He's a great tight end. So for me, yeah, that this could be a uh, put Devonta Adams and Renfro on the field. And then you got those two other tight ends. Waller could play big slot or on the outside. They can move him around. They just cut, uh Demarcus Robinson who yeah kept dropping the ball so th- that's what the offense could be and it should be it's going to be interesting to see what with the the Raiders do this so I, I guess yeah I guess Doug is right on on half of that with the Darren Waller thing he, he could plummet a little bit more but not as drastic as some of the other ones that we just tight mentioned. end premium if you can get a first for Waller I would I would definitely do that 100 yeah for sure all right, on to the risers. But first, if you if you're if you need to rise, you need to start from the bottom. And if you're on the bottom, you are an underdog. And NFL offseason has you hyped up, but not enough to join another startup. Hit up underdog right now. Download the app, hit pause, go download, and then use code DHH to have your deposit up to $100 matched right away. During the season, they have pickums they have player props oh, it's so much fun on underdog go ahead and check them out and once again use code dhh to get your deposit matched up to a hundred dollars all right tyler let's get into some of these value risers who do you all got right. to kick it off quarterback kenny pickett he's quarterback 25 right now i i mean he's already starting to creep up there the past two preseason games i i I loved Pickett. I thought he should have been 104 in rookie drafts and super flex because he's a quarterback. And what do what do we do every year? Every year we do this. I don't get it. Why do we fade Herbert quarterbacks? Too, right? mm-hmm. It was Herbert. It was Mac Jones. It was Davis. Mill. Like we fade quarterbacks too much. And we always kick ourselves because the value is always with the quarterback. The quarterback can only go up. Even a Pickett would have sat the whole season. His value would have stayed and only looked up. Pickett's value right now is rising. You can hear it. You can feel it with each preseason game. He's taking control of this offense. He is giving the Steelers 
a run for their money for their choice for the starting quarterback week one. Personally, I think Pickett should have it. He's, you know, week one, he was doing these two-esque dump-offs. This week, it's looking like he's looking downfield more. He he was playing with the starters. Like, that. he's playing with Pickens, the guy that he's probably going to throw to if he starts. And they showed good connection. He's throwing the ball downfield more. Pickett at quarterback 25 right now on ADP. Uh, that could be closer to quarterback 12. And if you're not buying, which personally, it's too late. I feel like you're you're not buying Seen cheap it anymore. Yep. Yep. You could have got him for a second. We talked about that not long, I think two podcasts ago. You could have got him for a second. The value is there. Kenny Pickett for me. He is going to surprise people still. This offense is a good offense. This is a great organization who's had how many quarterbacks for the past 25 years? Like one or two. Yeah. They they know what they're doing. And like that it, when they picked Pickett, even Ray Garvin said on Twitter. I'm going to follow the franchise that knows what they're doing, that has shown history of knowing what they're doing with their picks and at quarterback. And Pickett was their pick the litter. They could have taken anything. They had so many options, and they chose Pickett as their guy. I'm going to go with their choice and what I saw on film, which is safe, a guy who's got upside. You know, he's He could be a poor man's burrow, and that that could be what he could be. Like, who cares the hand size? He's shown he can throw the ball. So for yeah. me, Pickett is going to be a major riser. And I don't think I don't think it's that crazy for me to say that he could be a quarterback 12 by the end of the season. Wow. By the end of the season, that's a little not, spicy. Not we'll like save that for the hot ADP. take episode yeah. next as week. As an ADP. Um, Doug and I were whispering across the pillow again on this one. Uh, our dynasty value riser is Malik Willis. As of yeah. right now, uh, eight, startup ADP is 134 for Superflex startup. That's crazy. QB 34 is just ridiculous. You were able to get him in some drafts in the second, third round third of round, rookie yeah. drafts, and it's just ridiculous. He's going to take over at some point. He's showed enough in two preseasons game, two preseason season games to know he is the future of that franchise. All right. There's no way if fans butts about it. And I don't care. I know Tannehill has a couple more years left on his contract. I believe two. And the fans love him. Yeah. But you know what? It's not all about the fans. No, I'm talking about Uh, fans love Willis. Like, oh, fans love Willis. Yeah. And I think Tannehill gets traded. I I, or there's an out in his contract uh, before the 2023 season. This guy, he's a running quarterback with an amazing arm talent electric his game skills reading the defense he still needs a lot more polishing and i'm okay with that but you can't teach what this guy has as far as talent natural born talent he's a runner he he can juke people out and his arm strength is accurate and deep we don't usually see it's like lamar jackson but he lamar jackson jackson throwing bombs just think about it that way like that's Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts rookie year, and we yeah. all faded Hurts, and now he's a top five dynasty quarterback or top correct seven. It, and yeah. the whole point is that the current value is way too low. Who will eventually, and for someone that's going to be an eventual starter in the NFL in the near future, if not this year, next year, at some point, we are going to see Malik Willis take over, and his value is going to skyrocket. Just at the end of the season, I believe, because then the whispers stir, the rumors swirl about Tannehill and the team. And, oh, well, they drafted him to be the future, et cetera, et cetera. You will get more value than what he what you actually drafted for him. So out of those quarterbacks, I think that he is the lowest right now. And I think he's a huge value. Yeah, no, I, I, I like that, too. I mean, the fact that he's that low at quarterback. The thing is, is you're going to see just enough this season to give you a, enough height for the next. Just like Hertz, when Wentz yeah. came out for a couple of plays, and then Hertz came in, and the offense just gets electric. The offense is different. It's not stand. It's not stringent. It's not boring with Tannehill. It's ooh, what could happen here? Could Willis, you know, throw a throw a bomb, or can he take off and run? Like this offense is exciting with him. And yeah, I completely agree. My running back 
is uh, we're going to go to Philadelphia where we hear a lot of rumors. Kenneth Gainwell, running back 45 right now in ADP. I, I like what I'm seeing out of him this offseason. I like the hype pieces that Philadelphia has given him. At, at running back 45, I just think he's going to go up. Even if it's in the 30s, he's going to give you some PPR value. This, this running back group is a mess. They could trade for Hunt. That's a rumor they could trade for Damian Harris. They could do anything, but man, Gainwell is probably the the more talented PPR back in this backfield. So at half at running back 45, give me that value. And I think he'll, he, I mean, it's not going to be that big of a, a riser, but I would not be shocked if he's running back 30 ish. That's not, that's fair. Um, I'm down with that. Uh, Doug has Brian Robinson, who of we course. talked about earlier <laughs> when we talked about Antonio Gibson. Uh, and I wrote down Brian Robinson, just as like a side note, just in case, um, but ADP of 26 rookie draft startups uh, startups. He is at ADP of 159. He's already on the on the climb, yeah. already on the climb. We went over it. Uh, he just won't be the pass catcher with McKissick there, uh, which c- could lead to more things as we see McKissick out of this offense. But I think it's limited goal line opportunity with Wentz. And that's why he's not my overall big riser in the running back class. And that's a toss up between Damian Pierce, who, you know, I love, and I've talked about him on the show quite often He's on the rise. I think, but he's... I'm going to go with Isaiah Pacheca, Isaiah Pacheco, riser. seventh round draft pick. He has the most room to rise. Yeah. All right. Yeah. He, he's, he's going undrafted in rookie drafts. Maybe not anymore. No, he's um, a early third round, late second, but round he pick, could no. be this year's James Robinson. We've already seen him out out supplant Ronald Jones in the offense. He's playing in, with the first, with the ones with Patrick Mahomes instead of CEH. Uh, he's a bigger back 216 pounds, 4.37 speed, 40 speed. And he's going to get the goal line opportunities. And that's what I like about it because CEH, we've seen it. We've seen it. We've read this story. He's not a goal line back. How many times did we see him get the goal line work and get stuffed? They need someone that can punch the ball in. And I think it's going to be Isaiah Pacheco. Is he going to get a lot of work like James Robinson got a lot of work? Who knows? Maybe if he learns how to pass protect a little bit better, he will. But for right now, seventh round pick, I'm saying that he ends up probably at the at a high end RB three, and I'm okay with that just from yeah. the touchdown use and being on that Kansas City Chiefs offense where you know they're going to try to score a lot of points. It's a rough, rough division. We already went over the divisions, and they're going to have to keep up with the other teams now that everybody's playing that copycat. And I think Isaiah Pacheco has something to do with it. All right, well, my wide receiver is Josh Palmer. For the charges, oh, he had I liked, a, I liked his his film this weekend was yeah great, he had a dude, great, great week catch. And what I noticed about him is he's a, he's a bigger receiver. People forget about that, but man, I don't know what happened, but his explosiveness got better than what I even saw. He was explosive. His screen pass for the touchdown, it, it was like he was shot out of a cannon. He took off. I was like, that's not. Oh my god, it is. Like I was shocked that it was Palmer. So at wide receiver seventy right now. I would Ooh. not be shocked if he ends up as a top 40 receiver. I I like him. You know, Keen Allen's up there in age. Mike Williams, never a picture of health. I think he's the third guy. He's going to get that slot role. You know, Allen's going to play the big slot whenever they have three wide receiver sets. So Palmer will probably slip out to the outside. I don't mind it. If he's getting some explosion, it's going to be used as a deep ball. I, when you got Herbert as quarterback, anything can, ha- can happen. So yes. for me, yeah. Palmer tied to him. I, I really like he's him at one injury away seven. from being a, a top 24 wide receiver. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that. I mean, when you're tied to Herbert, go go with situations like that. He was a third round pick tied to Herbert. Go get those guys. Same with like Danny Gray, a guy yeah. who's with Trey Lance. He's a third round pick. He's got some draft capital. Go get them. All right, Doug has wide receiver 62, Alec Pierce for the Indianapolis Colts. Um, that was my second choice. <laughs> hey, man, great, great, great minds think alike. And 
I can't knock it. I mean, I like it. The second wide receiver in a run first offense, though. eh, Yeah, we know that Michael Pittman's going to be great. Whether or not Alec Pierce steps up and is a fantasy factor for us is still questionable. Um, I mean, people that are guys that are going in his range of ADP right now, 137, um, Jacoby Myers. Okay. I like Nico Collins a little bit more than Alec Pierce. Uh, Romeo Dubs is going is going speaking of right after after Alec Pierce. <laughs> so um, but no, I like I like Alec Pierce's chances. They need somebody as a secondary there, and he has all the attributes to get it done. So I don't see why not. Yeah, it, it, he's a perfect fit for this offense because they got Campbell, who's going to be the intermediate type guy. Pittman is going to do everything. And then you got Pierce who can you know, run nine routes and and take it to the house with his speed and athleticism. It's a perfect fit for him and Matt Ryan. So he could, for me, he's like a 700 yard type receiver this year for rookie year and probably six to seven touchdowns, which is a pretty good rookie year. You're just not going to know when to start him, but the value will rise just based off of similar to like a Gabriel Davis type situation. Uh, Let's just hope that he starts to rise before Matt Ryan retires. Yeah, agree. Thing. I think Matt Ryan's got like two or three more years. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Yeah. Uh, my wide receiver was George Pickens. Uh, I yeah. think it's, I mean, once again, second Enough round said. rookie I mean, pick. you don't have to say anything. <laughs> you don't need to say anything and more. He's already, I mean, I wouldn't trade him away for a second right now. I mean, I would probably, if I, if I got offered a first round pick, I would consider it. I got a question because I thought about Pickens. He's right next to Gabe Davis. Who yeah. would you rather have? Gabe Davis or Pickens because they are both. I would flying. go with I would go with Gabe Davis because he's tied to the better quarterback. Yep. I, the, I would agree. That's the only that would be the the hair split right there. But Pickens, man, I'm telling you, he's a complete receiver. He yeah. was knocked by injury. He had the torn ACL. That's why he didn't go in the first round of this year's draft. If he didn't get hurt, man, it would have been on yeah. and popping. He got knocked because he's a weird guy and he People got into a little it. bit of a scuffle. Yeah, I know. He's but, weird. He's a, he's a weird guy. He's different. But than he's what a great football is. player. Yeah. And that's all I am interested in. percent. He doesn't have to be the number one. They just gave Deontay a little bit more money to stick around for what the next two years. So that means that tells me that they're going to try to do with, with what they have. Claypool. See you later. We've already seen the rise and fall of of chase claypool i i think it's just potential breakout after potential breakout for george pickens this season when one of these star receivers or other receivers aren't on the field can i so it's just a matter of opportunity so you know how i keep comparing pickens to uh, t higgins yeah as crazy as t higgins got drafted with joe burrow yeah pickett got drafted with with pickens Uh (laughs) so i mean the coincidence maybe going right down narrative street right now but, I, it makes sense. It, yeah. They, and everybody they, that slept on George Pickens and let him fall to the second round of their rookie uh, drafts. And, and a lot of it was because they didn't think Kenny Pickett was a good quarterback. And yep. now Pickett's showing up. He's showing that he is a pretty good quarterback and he can stick with the NFL. So through Deontay Johnson, a touchdown th- yeah. this week. Right. And yeah. Benny Snell. <laughs> Benny Snell. Oh, my goodness. All right. My tight end riser. Doug Trey and I Mc- have the same one. Trey McBride for me. Now, mine is more of a of a feeling. Zach Ertz, he's been kind of this. He's he's there. He's Jason Witten. But before that, he had his share of injuries. He had a lot of hamstring injuries. We haven't heard of that from Zach Ertz. He's older. He just got a big contract. What if Zach Ertz gets hurt? What if? I know it's a big what if. Cole Trey Turner? McBride is Trey sitting McBride right there Trey mm. McBride the best tight end in this draft class he, he's he's a big receiver he's he's better than Mike Gusecki personally for me in blocking but he's also around the same type of athlete he's the same type of player I really like him in Arizona I mean Hopkins is out the first first six games Hollywood Brown has been off and on the practice field with injuries and off the field stuff Trey McBride could be a bigger part of this offense than we think. I mean, if we are hoping that Rondell Moore's it, what if it's Trey McBride that ends up being this rising star in this offense? And uh, they use a second round pick when they didn't really need to. 
on him. So for me, if you're going to do that, get him on the field because he he's ready. I think Trey McBride, who's at tight end 17, could rise up to the top 12 in tight ends. The fact that they paid Zach Ertz all that money just tells me that they're trying to go for a Super Bowl now. That's all that tells me. Um, whether or not he's with the team after they they make yeah. that Super Bowl run. James Conner, Zach story. Ertz, like yeah. all these old DeAndre you know, Hopkins. Yeah, you know? Hopkins. It, it, it makes a lot of sense. And it's it's a good pick for a for a value rise with Trey McBride, of course. I I don't have any quarrels with that. Yeah, my uh, backup Doug and I, was, it, my backup could have been your guys's. <clears throat> yeah, Doug and I pillow talk, Cole Komet. Oh, mine was Irv, bigger. <laughs> Cole Komet, uh, he's currently tight end thirteen, ADP of one thirty three. Oh yeah, uh, <laughs> I, I I believe I I know I talked about Justin Fields badly, but. He's definitely the second target on this team for field. The Binky. Yeah. I mean, he's uh behind Ertz, who we just mentioned. He's behind Gasicki, who we his value is oh. gonna plummet. So I can see him being in that Hockets and Schultz range by the end of the season with the usage. And that's like tight end six, tight end seven. It's a second round pick of 2020, his breakout third season like we talk about for tight ends they sometimes take some time he had jimmy graham in front of him he was learning the nfl speed of the game only 60 receptions and zero touchdowns last year there's no way he doesn't do better than that he's a big target with great hands who's going to be targeted a lot in this offense yep i i completely agree i like that pick All all right let's roll into uh Let's give your biggest in-season buy. Ooh, biggest in-season buy. All right. My biggest in-season buy was Garrett Wilson. Okay. Now, he will compete with Moore and Corey Davis for targets on a shitty Zach Wilson-led offense. Hopefully not. Come on, Blacko. But hey, um, and he is a true talent that will lose value due to the opportunity and competition. All right. He's not going to be the number one target on the team. We already know that how many, how accurate his targets are. We already see Zach Wilson under and overthrowing him in, in practice, uh, not getting too much work out, obviously in the preseason because you know, Zach Wilson broke his D I C K. So in season, you will maybe be able to get him for a second round pick as a forgotten player. And I'm okay with that because he was a first round wide receiver chosen with a purpose to obviously for the future of this franchise, not necessarily for your fantasy roster this year, but I think there will be a dip in value for Garrett Wilson and it's going to be buying season probably around mid season. Uh, I, I, you don't hate that. You don't, you know, I love Garrett Wilson. (laughs) I just, man, it just reminds me so much of the whole Justin Jefferson thing. Like yeah. he, he, they're fading him, BC Johnson ahead of him. It the only issue is Zach Wilson isn't good. Like yeah. that's that's it. Zach Wilson isn't Kirk Cousins to save him. So if Flacco actually plays, I could see Wilson actually rising in season. Yeah, I I really like that. And yeah, Wilson after his comments about Zach Wilson not throwing a good ball. <laughs> good yeah the targets might not be there for him now <laughs> i mean it's just telling the truth poor kid damn yeah i i like that mine is jameson williams we're okay. going another rookie receiver Fair he's enough. out he's on the pup man if this offense looks pretty good like it is now jameson williams could come in week nine ten and just show why he was one of the top rated receivers he forgotten man and honestly my my thing with garrett wilson and him if you can trade at 23 first and you look like you're a top team going for the title, do it. I, I'm this wide receiver class next year. Everybody's hyping the 23 class. I am kind of throwing water on the fire for this 23 class. Uh, I, I like it. It's, it's fine and dandy, but the receivers, I like this receiver class a heck of a, not a lot more than when you put water on a fire that just puts the fire out. You would hope. Yeah, I mean, the 23 class, everybody wants these 23 picks, but I'd rather have this receiver class the next year. Oh, the yeah. Running back, the running back class is nice. I mean, you got yes. Bijan, yep. who's 
a stud. Other than that, like, give me the receivers. Mm-hmm. I, I do like the tight end classes next year as well. But man, if I could, if I have a one one ten one eleven and twenty three, I'm trading for Garrett Wilson in season or or Jameson Williams for that pick. Yeah, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. Doug's in season by uh, Justin Fields. <clears throat> Excuse me. Which makes perfect sense because Doug, we talked about how Justin Fields' value is going to dip yeah. in season. To buy him in season would make perfect sense. He does have the rushing upside. If they ever do figure out the offensive line issues uh, in Chicago, then Justin Fields maybe get him a couple more weapons receiving-wise in a draft or a trade. Then we can see things happening. Uh, but perfect, perfect in-season buy right there from Doug. All right, comeback player of the year. We'll get these ones done quick. Comeback Doug player. CMC. Who? CMC? Yeah, that's All right. a good one. I have Lamar Jackson. Okay. And I have, well, let's see here, missing up here. Sorry. <laughs> comeback player of the year, Saquon Barkley, man. Okay, I like those picks. Those are yeah. good ones. I mean, they, I think we can all come up with reasons why they would be yeah. comeback player of the year. First and foremost, they got injured. Yeah. Uh, offensive rookie of the year. Offensive rookie of the year. Oh, Chris Olave. Okay. I have yeah. Kenny Pickett. Okay. Doug has Brees Hall. Brees Hall. Okay. Brees Hall. Offensive rookie of the year, which offensive is understandable. Player of the year. I have Justin Jefferson. I I saved him for another superlative. Um, I have Josh Allen as my offensive player of the year. Okay. QB and won Doug, the last two years, man. You got to stick with has, him. Doug has offensive player of the year was Justin Jefferson. Oh, wow. All right. Pillow talk. Oh, yeah. He rolled over. He rolled uh, over to your side of the bed. My MVP is the aforementioned Josh Allen. I think... He's going to be the fantasy MVP. I think he's going to be the NFL MVP. Yeah, just and that's the same with with. uh, I mean, we flip flopped him. Really, I have Justin Jefferson as the MVP, fantasy MVP. I think he's going to bring that fantasy team. Whoever has Justin Jefferson, you should be in the finals this year. Yeah, there's no reason why you're not. Same thing with Josh Allen. We can interchange these two guys. Because they are the best at their uh, respective positions, so yeah, I have no problem flip flopping either one. <clears throat> Man, that was that was good. That was good. Give out you know, some awards. The the funny thing is, is everybody's like, "Oh, these are kind of hot takey." You haven't heard anything yet till next week when we actually have our hot take episode. For sure, we're gonna spice it up. There's going to be a lot of fire. There's a reason why I left James Cook out this week, because I want to save all of the fire. And, you know, I mentioned a little bit of James James Cook in my my uh, descriptions with Josh Allen. But you know what? We don't need that. We don't need to foreshadow something that is scolding hot, like our hot takes episode that comes with next week. Um, Doug will be back next week. I, I assume. I mean, I didn't check the employee schedule. That's the, reason, that's the reason why we we held off the hot takes. He'll be back next week. We're hoping to get Jay Mike on. He's got to make sure the schedule lines up. If not, it's just gonna be us three rolling out the hot takes. I know Jay Mike's our usual, you know, annual episode type thing. But you know, what? if he doesn't make it, we'll get him on next year. He's he's really trying to get on the the episode. But yeah, it's gonna be fun either way. We they usually really slap and you know what if if j mike can't come on maybe we could give a old tim keller a call see if he wants to hop on but yeah we we will definitely bring the fire next week no matter what if you want to bring the fire go to dynastynerds.com and sign up for the nerd herd use code dhh for 15 percent off any subscription trade tools extra nerd herd episodes prospect film room you want to know about how we know about these guys before these guys go off that's how we use yep. the nerd herd uh, prospect film room, prospect scores and the dynasty GM to help you set your rosters, see what you really need to build a lineup, all that and more at dynastynerds.com. Once again, use DHH for 15% off any subscription. So man, Tyler, we did it, man. Smooth sailing. Yeah. yeah Smooth no, sailing. no, no mistakes. So 
Doug, Dad, Doug can't yell at us. Dad, Doug can't yell, and and I agreed with a lot of his players. So you know, uh, yeah, that was a little easy transition for me, I guess. <laughs> that was, but you know what? It was fun. Remember, check out our sponsors. Go back and re-listen or look in little info. You know, your little iPad or iPod app or whatever app you use for podcasts. Go Apple check Play. Out the, Apple go Play. check out the Google Play. You know, the info uh in the podcast feed and there'll be some links for you to click it'll send you right there and it gives you the info so that's easy to use for our sponsors you know what until next week james myself doug who's not here see you later later